What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 16 of the Gunslinger podcast. We are um, previewing week seven today in the NFL. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger podcast or um, also head over to Spotify and Apple podcasts to subscribe and follow on there for all of our up to the minute content. Um Diving into week seven, joined again today by Shawnee Buckets. How are you doing today, Sean? Doing good, Nick. It's a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan right now. The Eagles undefeated, then the Phillies one went away from the World Series, so I cannot complain. Yeah, very true. I forgot about the Phillies. They're uh, they're they're yeah, 10-6 over the Padres last night. They're they're right there knocking on the doorstep. Um, also joined by Mr. Craig Riley off his uh his half Iron Man, is that right, Craig? That is correct. I almost died in the Brazos River, but I am here ready to give my NFL insight and glad to be alive. We're glad to have you back for sure. Um, jump in real quick. We'll just t- jump at Survivor here to start. Sean, you're the only one left in our group that is um, alive. Um, what are you looking at for Survivor this week? I am all over the Patriots this week. Primetime game, <clears throat> Monday Night Football at home against the Bears. Uh, weather's supposed to be a little bit messy, so loving the Patriots this week. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I think the Patriots should roll over the Bears. Um, Let's just hope uh, it's a fun primetime game where the Patriots score 40 and the Bears score nothing. Just not one of these other Monday night games that have been terrible. Y- yes, please. Maybe Dean goes part two, maybe for Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so some – I don't know. Some big news, I think, this week. I mean, Dak's coming back for Dallas. I'm sure the Cowboys and everyone are going nuts down there, Craig. Uh, what's the, the talk for Lions-Cowboys this week? Yeah, so, I mean, people are pretty excited that Dak's back. I think last week against the Eagles, people were a little bit too big for their britches, thinking that, like, Cooper Rush was going to beat the Eagles. Uh, I think they're now, you know, the narrative of that Dak's back, so they would have won with Dak. I don't know. That's I don't think that's true. I think the Eagles are a better team right now. But I think it's fun for them to have him back. And I think this Lions game is going to be pretty fun. Like, the Cowboys defense is really good. But Lions coming off a bye week, maybe they can get something going on the road. Uh, But people are pretty excited to have Dak back. And people are very high on Zeke and Pollard this week in Dallas. They think they're going to run all over the Lions. Well, I mean, I expect Dallas to definitely win. Um, You think any any rust for – the th- what is it was his thumb right yeah i think there'll be a little bit but i think they'll keep it you know smart smart like route trees and everything will be kind of underneath kind of how they were playing with cooper rush i actually don't think their game plan is going to switch at all this week with dak back i think they'll let him just kind of ease his way back in and with two good running backs against a bad like run defense like why wouldn't you just like run both of them around like 30 30 times total 35 times total and let dak just throw 15 to 20 times and get it back Gotcha. So you're, you're taking Dallas. Oh win, yeah. Right? I think, I think okay. Dallas is going to win, but you know, the lines are kind of hard to, to bet against, but also they're kind of usually fun games minus that Patriots game, which was a joy to watch for me and you, Nick. I mean, that was yep. like the only game they really looked bad. So it should mm-hmm. be a fun game. I think. Yeah. They should be a little bit healthier. I know Swift's probably still out, um, but I think, you know, Amon Ross should be back to full health and, um, I'm not sure. I think Shark is out too, didn't he? he? Just get put on IR. Yeah, Shark's out, and I don't know if Josh Reynolds is playing either. He was questionable. He might be playing. Uh, but okay. the nice thing for them is like Jamal Williams is 
a really good running back. So like, yes, having Swift out is bad, but it's not like Jamal Williams is is a bad player. Right. Who who are you taking, Sean, in that one? Yeah, I like the Cowboys too. Um, I yeah, like you guys were talking about. I just wonder how much rust Dak will have his first game back, reportedly from practice. He's looking like a full go. So I expect him to have a good game against a awful Lions defense here. Um, my big thing is. I think the Cowboys pass rush, I'm pretty sure the Lions offensive line, I feel like has played pretty well. I know they've had injuries throughout the course of the year. So if they can stop the pass rush, that's a big plus for them. And like you guys mentioned, Jamal Williams is a great backup running back to have. So he should have a decent game. Amon Ra should have a decent game. I like this to be a pretty high scoring game, but I like the Cowboys here. Okay. Yeah, we're all on the same page there. Um, Falcons, three and three, a big surprise. Um, definitely to me, at least they're tied for first in their division. They are traveling to Cincinnati um, this week. Cincinnati's also three and three tied for first as well in their division. Um, start with you, Sean. Who do you like in, in this one today? Yeah, I like Cincinnati to start get rolling here. Um, they've just shown the last couple weeks a little bit better offensive output. Um, I think Casey Hayward, I believe, is now on IR for the Falcons. So down one of their top corners and I think AJ Terrell got hurt mid-game last week I don't know how he's faring for today but those are the two the reason they've been so part of the reason they've been so good is because their corners have played really well and now you have you know the Bengals three-headed monster with Chase Higgins and Boyd so at home the Bengals um, you know off a big comeback win last week against the Saints I feel like they keep it rolling here yeah I I think so uh do you like the Bengals in this one, Craig? Yeah, same same reasons as Sean. I think that the Bengals are finally starting to get it together. Their pass protection has been a lot better as of late. And the thing about the Falcons is they are three and three and they're playing teams really tough. But like even like the loss to like the Bucks, like I think the Bucks are just playing bad. Like I don't think the Falcons are as good as maybe their record indicates. I think they could go on a pretty big losing streak here if Mariota doesn't figure out how to throw the ball and move the ball like you know, through the air, because eventually teams are just going to spy him with a safety and he's going to be in trouble. No, I agree. I mean, the thing I was just looking, you said about their losing streak. I mean, I would completely agree, but just looking at their future schedule, the Falcons could actually make some noise in the NFC. So they're at the Bengals this week. Then they host the terrible Panthers next week. They're home against the Chargers at Carolina again, host the Bears at Washington, host the Steelers. And then, like, their last four are kind of tricky. But, like, the, I feel like the Falcons are a team – like, I was telling Sean, like, when the Giants were 2-3-1, and three and one, I'm like, this is a team that could just roll with momentum and win 10 or 11 games. So, like, yeah, at, this point sure. in this, at this point in the season, you never really know. I mean, these teams that are in the hunt could just, you know, get hot. I mean, look at the Patriots last year. They were 2-4 and four and won seven straight or whatever. So yeah. I just think they need to move the ball through the air a little bit, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get behind any team that can't move, like can't throw the ball. But I, I agree you. with you. They definitely could go on a run. And playing the Panthers twice is amazing at this stage of the season. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Especially, especially in like a three-week span. So I'm, I'm on the Bengals, though. I think Chase is going to have a big game. I like the Bengals passing attack. Falcons are terrible um, against the pass. So um, huge game for the AFC South. Colts at Titans. Um, winner of this one should be... Yes, first place is on the line in this one again. So um, I like the Titans at home to cover. The Colts have just been very weird to me. I mean, last week, Matt Ryan, he went completely nuts. Um, 
and they still barely beat the Jags. And I don't think the Jags are good at all. Um, I know Jonathan Taylor is coming back this week, but I still think the Colts have some injuries on defense that are going to going to bite them in this one, especially with how involved Derrick Henry's been the last three weeks. He's had like 25, 27, and 30 touches the last three games. So I expect him to have a huge game off the bye, um, taking the Titans in this one. Where are you going, Craig? Yeah, I have the Titans as well. I think this is going to be a really good game. I think this will be a really fun one to watch. These games normally are with these two teams. Even if it's low scoring, it's usually decent football. I think I love a home team off a bye. I don't know how you really – go against that especially in a in an even game right like right it's like plus 110 for the colts minus 143 for the titans like if you were gonna bet it it's basically a pick game so i think you got to give the edge to the team that's more rested and is at home yeah i like that what what who do you like sean yeah so i'm on the other side here i like the colts in this one um like you said nick huge divisional game the winner will take the afc south lead um and i think shaquille leonard is back for this game if i'm correct um, and I think he's out. I just is he out? Okay. Still think he's, if he's out. out. Then that's a big difference. But um, I just for Tennessee, I'm worried about how limited they are offensively outside of Derrick Henry. Like Robert Woods, I know it's had like I think he played well against the Colts in the earlier matchup. But other than that, I don't think he's played well. Traylon Burks um, on IR, um, and I don't necessarily trust Matt Ryan. But I like the Colts. They're usually a team that gets better as the season goes on. Um, and now with Jonathan Taylor back, Naheem Hines back as well. Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce both had good games last week. They should see plenty of work. Um, I like the Colts here, but it's a you know it's a, it should be a really close and good game. Via Colts wire, Shaq Leonard is out today. Okay, okay. Well, if he's out, that's a that's a big blow. But um, should be a still, either way. I still kind of like the Colts. Right. I'm pretty sure they're down two starting linebackers, and I mean you don't want that when you're going up against Derrick Henry. So. No, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, all right, so just skipping over that. Um, I mean, Packers, Commanders. The Packers have – I don't even know. They've looked really bad the last couple games, I think. They're not really getting the running game going. Rodgers is just, like, sitting way too long in the pocket, I feel like. Um, Two bad losses back-to-back against the Giants and the Jets. I think they should have won both of those. Barely squeaking out a win over a third-string quarterback with, um, for the Patriots the week prior. Um, the Packers have not looked good this year. Um, I know they're 3-3, three and three, but I feel like they are they should not even be where they are right now. So um, they're going to the commanders who um, just put Wentz on IR, but Heineke's shown in the past that he, he can be a weapon. Um he can be definitely throw the ball. So um, I'm leaning Packers in this one, but I'm not really that confident in it. Um, I'm just hoping they can get Dylan and Jones more involved on the ground. Um, but I know Washington is terrible against the pass as well. So maybe Rodgers gets it going with his limited weapons today. Um, I think he's basically as Lazard and Romeo Dubes as his only healthy receivers. But um, where do you see this one going, Craig? Yeah, I have the Packers as well. Uh, I, I know they took Watkins off IR. I'm not positive he's playing, but I think that they like basically him and uh, Watson just took a, a turn there and uh, mm-hmm. just changed places. But I think the Packers are going to win. I, I think Dylan and Jones are in line for big days. The commanders like let running back score touchdowns like more than anyone else, I think. So 
I really like the Packers in this one. The Commanders, I think, will play better under Heineke just because I think Wentz's finger actually was really hurting him last week because, like, there's just no other excuse for how bad that game was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Scary T is going to get a real benefit from Henneke playing because, like, Henneke doesn't mind just tossing the ball up and letting the guy go and get it, which is what Wentz was doing earlier in the season. I think this could be, like, a better game than I think it's going to be, but I have the Packers winning probably by double digits. Okay. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I like the Packers, too. I don't know about necessarily double digits, Craig, but I think they win this game. Um, and like you said, they got to get the running backs more involved. So I expect Aaron Jones, who I think had three carries in the first half of last week's game, to have a lot more today. Um, and you guys mentioned the Packers wide receivers should have a good day. Dobb, Lazard, I expect them to have big games. And like you said, Craig, I think Taylor Heineke actually helps this offense. Um, we saw what he did towards the end of last year. He just had some hard-fought games. You know, they won some big games. Like, I remember they beat the Buccaneers last year at home, um, and that was a huge win with Heineke. And then last week, Brian Robinson looked really good. So I think Taylor Heineke will spread the ball around. Um, I don't, you know, give the commanders a huge upgrade with Heineke, but if the Packers lose this game, there's a lot of worry to be going around in Green Bay. So I think the Packers win, but there will be trouble if they do not. Gotcha. Like that a lot. Um, I'll skip over a couple of these. Um, Got to talk about the Bucks Panthers. I think, I mean, the Panthers are in complete shambles. They're, I don't even know what to say about them. Um, but then when you look on the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay's 13 point favorites and I don't think Tampa should be 13 point favorites in any game the way they played this year. Like you mentioned, Craig, the Bucs are, I'm sorry, the Bucs should not be favored in any game by 13 points. Um, I know you had mentioned, Craig, that you think the Bucs are just playing really bad football right now. Um, the injuries are still really hurting. You know, Brady's having off the field issues. Um, I mean, you would expect the Panthers to get blown out in this one, but uh, where do you see this divisional game going, Craig? Yeah, I mean, it's still a, an NFL team, right? Like, they're bad, but 13 points is is pretty insane, and they're not playing the Bills. Like, right. it was a 14-point, like, a few weeks ago with, like, the Steelers' Bills, but, like, I mean, yeah, that it's the Bills. Like, I expect them to do that. The Bucks like, haven't proven that they can score over 20 points consistently, so a 13-point spread is, like, insane to me. But, again, I do think the Bucks win. This is the game, if they're ever going to get it going and get things right, this is the game to do it. They're just their whole offense is really bizarre to me. Like they don't get Michael, they don't get Mike Evans involved until like the second quarter, and then like they go to him for one whole drive, they never go to him again. Godwin disappears from game, so I think this is the game they probably get a lot of things right. But I do agree with you. Like thirteen points is pretty insane when the team barely beat the Falcons. But I guess the Falcons are three and three, so maybe I'm just discounting them a little bit. Yeah, what do you think, Sean? Yeah, like you said, 13, a really big number. Um, I like the Panthers to cover, but yeah, the Buccaneers, they got to get it going. If this is the, if there's any matchup they can take advantage of, it's this one. And then if Brady does not play well in this game, they've got a lot to worry about. Um, I'm curious to see what the Panthers offense looks like without McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. Now, like, will they actually get DJ Moore the ball? <laughs> so we'll see today, but you know, it's, Tampa should win this game. I think the spread is really big. I think the Panthers cover, but I like the Buccaneers to get rolling here. I find it real quick just on the Panthers because I know you guys are like, you know, more, you know, feet on the ground there. But I find it super interesting that they view like DJ Moore as a piece they can't move, but they didn't view view McCaffrey that way. Obviously, you're going to probably get more for McCaffrey, 
But based on the reports of like what the Steelers are shopping Claypool for, which is like the same package, I would imagine if you're going to rebuild, you might as well just trade more as well. Like I kind of, I just feel yeah. bad for the dude. I think they just, they probably just want to keep at least one of their pieces on offense right there. And I think they're more afraid to let him go and not have anybody. And then the uncertainty with the draft, like you don't know if the guys you draft are going to be. Well, and I, not. I, so hope, I hope they piece. use them. Like, that's my yeah, point. It's I mean, like, no, it's like if you're going to keep today. them, use them. I mean, it's crazy to me how good he is and just like they haven't, you know. But anyway, that was just my little tidbit. Gotcha. I mean, their offense is impossible to watch. I mean, I watched a little bit of their game last week, and they do not push the ball downfield. There was, I mean, Walker had 16 pass attempts and had 60 yards throwing. They were just trying to dink and dunk and give McCaffrey the ball. Um, he, clearly, I mean, he had 20 touches. Um, they only had – 34 as a team on offense so um yeah their offense is impossible to watch um it would be interesting like you guys said to see what they do um i really like foreman to lead that the backfield now but um i don't think it's anything to really get excited about from a fantasy standpoint um the big game here and you know i mentioned the giants they're five and one um definitely turned a ton of heads this year they're traveling to Jacksonville, who's two and four, and Jacksonville is actually a three-point favorite in this game, which is a huge surprise to me. Um, I thought Wandale Robinson, you know, he played limited last week, but I thought he came back from his injury. He looked really good. Saquon's looked, I mean, as good as he has probably since his rookie year. Daniel Jones has been, you know, a game manager, and he's looked great when they've asked him to, you know, use his legs and make plays. And the Jags, to me, just haven't proven they can – stop anybody i mean like i mentioned last week matt ryan threw the ball like 60 times the jags knew he was going to throw it and still couldn't stop him they lose to the texans 13 to 6 at home when you know all they're going to do is run the ball they lose to the eagles when you know all they're going to do is run the ball um i just don't see how jacksville it can be three point favorites in this game what do you think i know sean you're probably taking the jags so i'll take your opinion first <laughs> yeah i was really surprised to see the line as the Jags favorite here but when that usually happens and when it's that big a surprise usually Vegas knows something um I think the reason they might be favored here so normally I think the way spreads work is like it's you know three points given to just the home team so they're calling these teams pretty even um the Giants have won three in a row the Jags have lost I believe three in a row so one of those things is likely to change in my opinion here um it's where the Giants are five and one, but don't have a receiver who's over 200 receiving yards. Um, so their offense is pretty much all Saquon. Uh, like you said, Nick, though, the Jags defense hasn't been able to stop anybody. So if Saquon can keep it going, if Wondell Robinson, I think he only saw the field for a quarter of their snaps last week. So I don't know if that was injury based or what, but if he can have a good game, you know, the Giants should be competitive here. I think the Jaguars bounce back. I know they struggled against the Texans and then last week they couldn't stop the Colts, but I think this is a better team than what we saw the last two weeks. So I like the Jaguars here. It should be a close game, but it should be a fun game. I'm really excited to see this one. Gotcha. Um, what do you, who do you like, Craig? Well, I've picked against the Giants every single week this week and I've been burned. So I'm done doing that. So maybe I'm the reverse jinx for them and they'll lose. But I, I mean, I like the Giants in this. I think that the Jags will play them tough because I think the Jags aren't as bad as their record. Lawrence has been pretty spotty. Sometimes he looks good. Sometimes he looks bad. But the Giants, are they as good as five and one? I mean, at this point, I have to assume they are because they keep winning. So I'll take the Giants. I think, I don't think in a betting format, I would touch this game because, like Sean mentioned, like 
this is a trap game. Vegas is trying to get you to bet the spread for the Giants. And mm-hmm. the Giants play games close. Like, I don't think this is going to be like a blowout by any means. But I could see this being like a one to two point game, like 17-16, 21-21, or 21-20, or 23-20, and it hits the spread. So, I don't know. I would stay away from it. I do think the Giants win. But, like, my official score prediction would be like probably like 17-16 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all the Giants games are going to be low. Um but uh, I'm going to skip over a couple here, um, jump down to Seahawks Chargers. Seahawks are three and three. Definitely another surprise, I would think. Um, some injury questions going into this one. Not sure if Tyler Lockett's playing. Um, the Chargers are now four and two. They've squeaked out, you know, a couple of big wins here. Um, and, you know, I know, Craig, when we when we broke this division down at the begin- beginning of the season, I had them like losing their first game and then winning like 10 straight. So I had them like going on this massive win streak. Um, they've won three in a row ever, you know, since they got blown out by the Jags. Um, I think this is a spot where the Chargers should definitely roll. Seattle is terrible on defense, especially against um, running backs. I, so I expect Eckler to really have a monster game here. Um, Keenan Allen's status is up in the air. It sounds like he might play, but he's still questionable. Um, so that'd be a huge boost for the Chargers to get him back. But um, I love, you know, me and you were talking, Craig, before we started. I love this to go over as well. It could be a shootout. J.C. Jackson has been absolutely terrible for the Chargers this year. Every time you turn around, the guy's getting burnt, beat on a comeback route, something. He has just not played at the level um, that they expected him to. So I'll take the Chargers in this one. Where are you going, Craig? Yeah, I got the Chargers as well. I think this is the game they're going to get Herbert going. I think Herbert's finally going to break out and have a good game because he really hasn't had like a typical Herbert game like yet this season. So I think this is this is the time. And I think this is going to definitely go over. I mean, I'm never betting against a Geno Smith ever again based on this season. So, I mean, yeah. t- give me the over in this all day. I think the Chargers win. And I think that spread, like, is pretty accurate, like five-point spread. I probably have the Chargers by a touchdown, but I don't think it's going to be, like, a blowout by any means. I think it's just going to be neither defense can stop either offense, and we're just going to see touchdowns galore. So, at a, you know – what is it? Eight o'clock my time when this game finishes 17 10. Just don't talk to me because I'll be pretty <laughs> mad from fantasy. Yeah, we're talking a 50 and a half over under for this one. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm on the side of it being a shootout. So I like that. Um, I mean, they had Cleveland in a shootout 30 to 28, and same with the Texans. So, um, we shall see. Uh, Sean, who do you like in this one? Okay, so I am on the complete opposite side of you guys. Um, I I like the Chargers to win, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and I would take the under here. Um, so I don't know if Tariq Woolen shadows, um, but if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I'm worried about Mike Williams if Woolen shadows, um, because last week he was on certain and he only had, what, two catches in the game. Um, I think – the Chargers offense has worried me a little bit. I know they looked good the previous two weeks against the Texans and the Browns, but, um, and I know the Broncos are really good defense, but if they're limited, if, if Allen plays, I feel a lot different, but with the bye next week for the Chargers, I expect even if he does play, he's not in there um, for a big portion of the snaps. Um, I do really like Austin Eckler because they're going to have to use him um, to keep up in this game. And then the Chargers defense has actually looked, they looked better last week at least. So, um, we'll see. And I know it was a terrible Broncos offense, but I think this game goes under. I think the spread probably, probably the is worst fair. offense in the NFL. 
what the uh, the, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but I, I think the game goes under. I think the Chargers win a close game. Okay, gotcha. Um, I mean, huge news now for the 49ers. They're picking up Christian Christian McCaffrey. Gave up, you know, four picks for him. Um, they're in win now mode. You know, they needed a running back. Elijah Mitchell went down. Jeff Wilson was doing good, but I think just having Christian McCaffrey is another weapon offensively. Um, it's going to be huge for Shanahan um, and what he wants to do as far as, you know, his schemes offensively. Um, you know, now you've got to, you've got a plan for Debo McCaffrey, uh, Kittle, Ayuk's, you know, had some good games this year, you know, whenever Elijah Mitchell comes back, you know, he's going to be in the fold. So 49ers have a ton of offensive firepower They're They have a ton and ton of injuries. Um, definitely showed last week on defense when they lost to Atlanta. Um, but I think this could be a very interesting game because the chiefs defense has been, pretty terrible as well i mean they're one of the worst pass defenses in the nfl um i like the 49ers to make this a good game but i'm just more leaning on the side of patrick mahomes just finding a little bit of magic late to pull away um let's start with you sean who do you like in this one yeah i like the chiefs too um I'm curious to see how much mccaffrey's on the field because from what i've heard he's expected to play today um and even if he's just on the field, you know, the Chiefs defense has got to worry about the possibility of him getting the ball in open space. So I expect this to be a high scoring game. Um, and I expect Jimmy G to have a good game. So he's looked competent, but questionable at times. So with McCaffrey now, can he step up and get the offense going? I like big games from Debo Samuel and George Kittle, too, if the 49ers are playing from behind. Um, and it just doesn't seem to matter who Mahomes has a receiver or running back. He just. You know, he gets the ball in everybody's hands and makes everybody look good. So um, I like the Chiefs, but I like this should be a really fun game. Yeah, only one point favorites on the road. Um, probably definitely that line changed once McCaffrey came aboard, I'm sure. Who do you like, Craig? I like the Chiefs as well for all the reasons you guys have said. Um, I would love to see next week, whenever they have a full Christian McCaffrey, who plays more in the backfield, McCaffrey or Debo. I think that would be fun mm. to keep track of because I think McCaffrey is going to line up at receiver a bunch in this offense as well. Uh, just based on Shanahan, I think he's licking his chops, getting McCaffrey involved. So I do think McCaffrey probably gets 10 to 12 touches this game. And I think it'll mostly be in the red zone, kind of like what's being reported that they have red zone packages for him. But mm -hmm. again, the Chiefs have read, that, read those reports as well. So like they'll be looking for McCaffrey every time he's on the field. I like the Chiefs in this one. Um, I know they're starting Pacheco. Nick, we talked about this like early, early this morning that Pacheco's uh, starting for them. Mm -hmm. That will be yep. interesting, but I don't think that matters too much in this game because the 49ers defense is so good. It will just be interesting in the future if he, if he helps that offense more and takes a little uh, pressure off Mahomes. But I will take Mahomes in a close game at any time, and I think it's also really hard for to pick Mahomes to lose two straight. Well, do you guys know, too, if the Niners have everybody back on defense this week, at I, least on their line? I don't think they, everyone's back, but I think some are back, right, Nick? They're still hurting. I'm pretty sure Armstead is still out. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, I know they they have a ton of people on IR that like yeah. every week people are going on IR. I saw it was like two of their starting eleven from the beginning of the year are not hurt, but the rest of the guys are. So at least last week it was that way. So 
I, I yeah, think I think great. everyone in the league should be pretty scared if Odell goes to the Chiefs, like a lot of people are thinking he's going to, because that's like the one piece I think they're missing is like a true number one. And if you make Juju, MVS, and Sky Moore like the two through four receivers with Kelsey, like you're basically just back at what they had last year, and they're playing better than they did last year in terms of like you know total football like on the offensive side in my opinion like they're not as like reliant on just like hill to go nuts every game so i don't know the chiefs are really interesting to me and i'm pretty impressed with what mahomes has done this year yeah like that um steelers dolphins just real quick Pickett should be back i still think i think the dolphins are terrible um i've said it you know for weeks now but the Steelers offense to me has not shown anything. So I like Miami to, uh, to win at home on Sunday night football. What do you guys like in that one? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I just, do you guys know if uh, Waddle's going to play? He, he's a game time. So I, I, I think Miami wins it, but I think this is going to be a pretty bad primetime game. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I got Miami. Here. Okay, cool. Uh, Patriots, you're obviously in on them, Sean. Um, Patriots, you know, they've looked really good the last couple weeks. A um, couple big wins. They should definitely win this one at home against Chicago. Biggest news is, is it Mac or Bailey Zappi? Um, I just saw a little while ago that Mac is expected to be the starter unless any setbacks happen. Um, who do you – I know I don't know if you had a chance to watch a game last week, Craig, but who do you – who would you rather see at quarterback, I guess, for the Patriots so, right now? Obviously, I didn't get to watch the game live, but I went back and watched it on Monday. I really don't know how you sit Bailey Zappi, but I mean, at the same time, like Mac and him are pretty similar. The The difference is that Mac keeps throwing red zone interceptions and he was doing that last mm. year too. So I think you start Mac because Mac's your quarterback and he's, you know, the person that you wanted to ride with at the beginning of the season, but it's bill. And I think he's gonna have a really short leash. Like if he makes another red zone interception over the next few weeks, maybe not this game. Cause I think this game's going to be a blowout. I think the Pats are going to just destroy the bears, mm-hmm. um, which is the first time I've thought this all year. So I'm probably just wrong. It's gonna be a really <laughs> close game, but I think that like you have Mac, but going forward, I think if Mac struggles at all, he's not going to be afraid to pull him and put Zappy in. And we could just see this like all season of like, all right, this quarterback's bad this week. Let's put in the other one. And you could see kind of like what Sean went through a few years ago with like Foles and Wentz where like every week you don't know who's starting and who's going to play. And it doesn't matter because you somehow keep winning. I I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. My heart tells me Zappy, but you know, my head's like, okay, well, Mac's probably the better quarterback play Mac. Yeah, I think if if Zappy plays, starts, and balls out like he did the last two games, at that point, you can't bench him. You know, three starts, three wins, almost beat the Packers in his first NFL game in Lambeau. Um, so I think Belichick, and he doesn't want to deal with the media, so I think he's start will start Mac if he's available just because he doesn't want to listen to the quarterback controversy all season long. So, um I'm taking Patriots there. Um, jumping over to DraftKings for the week. Um, there's a lot of, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of high-priced people that shouldn't be. Like Dak is still like 6700 at quarterback. I love that, but I think that's too expensive for him coming off an injury. Um, do, do, who do you guys – let me get mine up here. Sorry. Okay. So, I'm going this week. I'm stacking the, the 49ers-Chiefs game. I'm taking the 49ers side of it um, just because I mentioned the Chiefs have been absolutely dreadful against the pass this year. So, I'm taking Jimmy G, Debo, and Kittle. 
um, bringing it back with Juju for the Chiefs. Um, and then my running backs, I'm going Austin Eckler. I think he could have another, you know, 30-plus point game. Josh Jacobs has been just eating all the targets and all the carries in Las Vegas. Love that. Um, and then in the flex, I went with that tight end from uh, Denver, Dol- Dolchich, that rookie. He was third on the, the team last week in, tar- in a routes run um, in his first NFL game. And especially with Russell Wilson out, I expect there to be a lot more checkdowns today against the Jets. Um, and then I just threw the Panthers defense on there at 2,200, just based off basically how inconsistent Brady's looked. Um, who do you have this week, Sean, in your lineup? Yeah, Nick, you and I are on the same page here. Uh, I have Jimmy G, too. I'm stacking him with Kittle and Samuel as well. Um, running backs, uh, so I have Derrick Henry and then Josh Jacobs, like you. Uh, receivers, I went a little bit cheaper. So on the other side of the um, Kansas City-San Francisco game, I have Michael Hardman. For the Chiefs and then Devin DuVernay, uh, the Ravens pretty banged up at wide receiver. So I think he should have a good game. And then Wandale Robinson. And then for my defense, I went with the Broncos. Gotcha. A lot of good calls there. Uh, Craig, what do you got this week? Well, I guess we're all going to hope Jimmy G does well. So I have <laughs> Jimmy G as well. Um, I have him and Ayuk as a stack, actually. So a little bit different than you guys. Um, I like Ayuk a lot in this game. I think he could do well. Uh, my running backs are Jacobs and Kenneth Walker. I'm riding Kenneth Walker until his legs fall off because he's still below 6,000, which is crazy to mm-hmm. me. My other two receivers are T. Higgins and Lazard. We talked about how Washington can't stop the pass. I think Lazard catches a few touchdowns. And I'm picking T. Higgins basically because Jamar Chase went off last week. So it seems like T. Higgins will go off this week based on how that game normally goes. Uh, my flex is Zeke because I've heard a whole week that they're just going to run the ball the entire time. And Zeke is the touchdown guy there. So I think Zeke could have a pretty good game. And then my tight end is Najoku because I just had 4200 to spend at the end and he was the best one. And my defense is the Ravens because they like to create turnovers and Cleveland can't really score. So while I have Najoku, I think he'll probably just get me 10 points. And I'm hoping the Ravens uh, pick off Brissett and get something going. A lot, I love Nothing the, can go wrong, right? We all have the same quarterback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the, the in-depth analysis, Craig. Um, where, real quick, I just threw one together, um, prop bet, you know, just sticking with the Jimmy G over one and a half touchdown passes. I think a lot of the attention is going to go to McCaffrey when he's in there, and I think people are going to forget about Debo Samuel, which is hard to do, in my opinion, but I think he could definitely see um, a lot more – laid back coverage per se um etn over 50 and a half rushing yards i think you know he's burst off some huge runs the last couple weeks and the giants are actually one of the worst teams against the rush for yards per carry so i think if etn can get a couple big runs he could definitely get over that um and then i'm taking jamar chase over um any anytime touchdown i just think you know like you said higgins might get a lot of the work receiving but chase is still such a weapon down in the red zone that you have to watch out for him um did you guys throw anything together this week i did yeah so like i mentioned earlier i'm on the uh, flip side of this game with you guys so i'm taking the under with the seahawks and the chargers at 15 and a half and then i'm taking josh jacobs uh, over on his rushing yards 84 and a half and then over for debo uh, 59 and a half receiving yards. Love it. Uh, Craig? I did my patented um, over-under. So I did over in the uh, Chargers game. So we'll see who's right between us and Sean. Uh, that's, you know, my big one. Um, I have the under in the Jets game 
uh, just because without Russell, I mean, I guess with Russell, I still would have picked the under. But I think that game will just be really low scoring. And the Broncos' defense is actually good, even though no one thinks like the Broncos are good. Their defense is pretty good. So I have the under in that one. And then the other, I have the over in the Giants-Jags game. Uh, that was kind of just, I think that that game could be slightly more high scoring than people realize because both defense, while the Giants defense is good, I think the Jags will keep it close. So just a three-team parlay over-unders. Love it. Um, real quick, the um, who do you guys have in the Browns game, Browns-Ravens? I have, I like I have the Ravens. Yeah, I have okay. the Ravens. I think, I think Lamar's going to get it going. Jets, Broncos. Uh, Broncos country. That's right. I, I, I'm going with the Jets. The whole AFC East is going to have 10 wins. I love it. I'm going Denver there. Uh, was there anything else you guys want to touch on today? No, not, not on mine. I mean, I'm excited that I actually get to watch football for the first time in two weeks since my uh, races. So it'll be fun. And uh, hopefully McCaffrey gets 15 touches for uh, my six fantasy teams he's on. There oh. you go. Yep. Wish your fantasy teams all the best. Love it. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate the insight. As always, music credit goes out to ACDC, and we'll catch you on the next one.